Welcome to Weaving Wild. Hello and welcome back to Weaving Wild. How are you today, Charlotte? Oh, we're doing lovely today, thank you. We just had a lovely dog walk in the woods and feeling quite, we're having an absolutely do-nothing day, so feeling quite rested and relaxed. How are you doing? We also had a nice dog walk. I wouldn't say rested and relaxed. <laughs> We've been busy, we've got birthdays coming up um, and yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of life admin at the minute, but we are, we're good. We've carved out the space. Again, small people, animals may come in and out. But today we thought we would have a little chat about summer solstice activities, didn't we? We did, yeah. So it's coming up. It's on the, well, it's actually the 20th, 21st and 22nd is when we celebrate Lisa, which is the pagan Sabbath that falls on summer solstice. Yeah. Um, but the actual solstice falls uh, directly on the 21st of June. That's it right. does, yeah. which I think is a Monday night. It is, oh no, it's a Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. A Tuesday night. Yes, I believe. Oh. I don't know. She says trying to find the calendar now. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> to be fair, I'm going off the, we are probably going to go up to Stonehenge because we live literally about 15 minutes away. Um, but the years that we've lived here, the summer solstice hasn't been open to the public because of COVID. Um, so I think we're, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, probably try being brave and do just go for sunset and overnight and watch the sunrise which not sure how that'll work with small people and sleep but it is so close and not something we'll get to do again and to be fair quite often Stonehenge the managed access days and hours are slightly off from the traditional solstice that might be why I think it's Monday. Wow, well, that may be watching the sunrise on the summer solstice if it is Tuesday you'd be there to watch. The it sun. could be yeah. yeah. Which would be absolutely amazing. And there's always an absolutely mad collection of characters there when you've popped down before. Yeah, well, that's, we made it to the winter solstice because it was the first time it was open and it was absolutely magical. But for that, we just went for the sunrise, mm-hmm. um, which just meant kind of waking everybody up a bit early and going down. Whereas, oh, yeah, we, just, we can't decide between going for the sunset or the sunrise, but because sunrise is so early in the summer, yeah. we'd have to wake everyone up so early anyway. We're like, should we just do it? And we'll take sleeping bags and... Maybe we'll run back to the car if everyone's exhausted and we haven't found anywhere. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it will be, it will be amazing regardless. And like, what an experience to just do, especially with the kids the age that they are now. It'll just be fantastic. Absolutely. And I was a bit wary last time taking the kids. And it was just, it was a really lovely environment. Like, it was really friendly. There were plenty of the kids there. Um, and it was just everyone was, yeah, there was music and everyone was just really happy. And so it may depend on the weather. If it's raining, it might be a lot less appealing. But if it stays dry, I think we will do. Bring the sunshine. Well, the summer solstice, for those that don't know, although I'm sure everybody does, is the longest day, isn't it? So it's the longest amount of daylight hours um, before it starts tipping back the other way, halfway through it the is. year. Which is a really strange concept, isn't it? My eldest was asking me this the other day, saying, are we officially in summer? And I was like, there are so many definitions of summer, mm. because yes and no. And actually, at the solstice, when some people say now it's the start of summer, actually, yeah, yeah the days are going to start summer. getting shorter again, which feels depressing, doesn't it? But... <laughs> it does. I don't know where this <laughs> year's going. Go I'd, honestly, this year is just, it, I can't believe we're here already. It's absolutely mad. It is. It's been, it's been, it's been a quick one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we wanted to... Um, just yeah mention summer solstice because it was coming up um i think for us do we not practicing pagans um i'm still trying to figure out what my religious spiritual beliefs are mm-hmm. but i found a real resonance i think in it, it's just celebrating partly kind of the the kind of the more celtic the traditions that are more local to our lands mm-hmm. but also just the 
the seasonal noticing. So for us, I say going to Stonehenge sounds very dramatic and like we're making this big pilgrimage, but actually it's because it's five minutes down the road from us. <laughs> um, for, for most of the other Sabbaths, we tend to not do anywhere near as much, maybe do a little bonfire in the garden. Maybe I'll just lie in the bath and do a meditation that night. So we don't make a huge deal of it, but there's just something for me in marking the turning of the wheel of the year in a way that doesn't feel commercial in the way that Christmas and Easter feels if you're not Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know you guys, I, particularly your eldest, are far more into it and do far more exciting things, which I, I'm kind of hoping my daughter does when we're a little bit older. So maybe you could tell everyone the kind of things you guys get up to because they're a bit more exciting than us. Oh, yeah. Well, they are, but also along similar veins. And I've only come to it same as you, sort of trying to look more locally ancestrally for my spirituality so I've really resonated with other cultures and religions and spirituality over the last couple of years um but on thinking about really trying to root down and thinking where we're from in our ancestral lineage and um you know I think I'm English blood through and through (laughs) (laughs) so I have quite you know real basis in the Celtic origins pagan oranges like you said I wouldn't say I'm a practicing pagan because I don't know yet enough you know enough about it but we're trying to weave little moments and little things in throughout the year now, especially, like you said, with my eldest, who's really interested. Um, and so following the wheel of the year is a really amazing place to start. And like you say, the summer solstice is a lovely one anyway, just because the weather is usually nicer and you can stay out longer. Yeah. And it's a, it's But it's a real celebration one as well. So we tend to just do it now because we've got a little bit of land here and we've got woodland close by. It's been really easy to celebrate the Sabbaths on our own land, which has been amazing. Um yeah. And because the nights are longer, it, you don't have to shut the celebration down into like sort of little hours or anything like that. So we That's usually true. start in the afternoon and really like this is the, like the really feasty, real face up to the sun celebration because obviously it being the, the longest amount of light, everybody's, it's like it's full life. It's a full life celebration um, of everything kind of at its peak and at its zenith. Ooh, you can hear, I don't know if you can hear airplanes. bomber planes going past really loudly Um, so we um, always light a fire normally at the Sabbaths anyway but we'll do the same this year so we usually go and collect a load of firewood light a really big fire and then we always bake something so there's a tradition for summer solstice to bake sun bread and some people just and so there's specific recipes that you can find um, but it's really just a very very simple bread recipe that they would have made ancestrally a really long time ago I guess from when they started harvesting that sort of resource um so lots of people make it into an actual sun shape or face shape so it's a really nice one to do with the kids um yeah yeah and it's really lovely and then we have that kind of as part of a feast later on so we make the bread um and then we always pick an activity to do so mostly i think around summer solstice but we also do do this on beltane as well but we'll make sort of flower crowns with any of the wildflowers that are out um there's a load of lovely uh like handcrafts that you can make with the long grasses and the straws but it really just like feel into whatever you can look up so many resources online now which is amazing um and there's an amazing book called the magical family which i'll link to um and i can't quite remember the author's name now but i have uh, got it in front of me because yeah i have because i was gonna say while i don't give it a full recommendation because it's a bit strong for me Mm -hmm. um i have i really enjoyed reading it and i do flip through it because it does have examples of here are some crafts you can do, here's recipe for bread you can bake, that kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. The Magical Family by Monica Crossan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, definitely one that's worth, I mean, even just get out from your library and have a flick through and see if it's for you. But that, just to give you the dates of the Sabbaths um, and some ideas, is really lovely. Yeah, it is. Um, so, well, that's what we tend to do. So we, we'll do the bread, we'll do the fire, and then we tend to just have music and dancing and do some sort of handcraft. Um, but we also, now my eldest is more interested in it, always do a bit sort of a ten-minute ritual or so. So we always set up a little altar, um, put our crystals out, anything that we can find from the land as kind of a blessing. And then we'll just spend ten minutes sat around that. Um, sort of having a little ceremony with gratitude, everything is at its peak, so we'll always sort of list off anything that we're grateful for, write some new intentions that we want to take through uh, throughout the rest of the year, might burn those on the fire and those sort of things, but it really is just kind of led by what you feel called to, how much the kids want to be invested in it, you know, some of them run off and run away and don't get involved, <laughs> the older they get in, the more likely they are to sit down with us, um, but it really is like a, just a proper celebration. Uh, Sabbath. So lovely. It is. It's a really good one if you're remotely interested in dabbling. It's a great one to start with because you say it's it's almost intuitive, isn't it? It's the time of year where you're more likely to think, oh, let's let the kids stay up late and have a bonfire in the garden, um, or go to a beach that you're allowed to, or something nearby if you haven't got a bit of outside space. Mm. And as you say, the so many great recipes that are super kind of kid friendly as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, every time we go anywhere at the minute. The, the abundance of wildflowers that my son keeps picking for me um that so it kind of lends itself to you don't have to make a big deal if it feels a bit much for you you can just very gently explore it which is definitely where we are at the minute um or as you say you can kind of flick through something like the magical family and come up with a whole little ritual if you're if you're feeling that way so definitely a good, a good one to have a go with yeah and i think it's also good really good to start learning like the seasonal things come into play as well because all the elderflowers are now finally bursting up north because they come out down south so much earlier. Um, We're going to try and have a go at elderflower cordial and we might make a cake and sort of um, make some elderflower syrup to try and go over the top of that. And then also it's always a really amazing opportunity to to do storytelling. So sometimes my eldest might write something to sort of say in the ceremony that's to do with the season or to do with the day. Um, But online again, you can find them all in the books. Um, The Summer Solstice has a fantastic story. Um from the goddess traditions about the oak king handing over sort of the the staff and the power to the holly king as that's that part of the year starts to come in and it is really bizarre because it is like the hottest brightest time <laughs> of our season and in it funny just pressing to take that aspect i was gonna it, say it? it kind of gets you a bit melancholy like oh oh no hold on we've not had the summer yet oh, oh wait we don't no. wanna, we don't want to <laughs> hand the baton over but it's a it is a big good reminder actually to hang on to the lovely summer weather and the the being relaxed state and kind of before we all start having to harvest and tend towards you know nurturing for the winter um it actually is a really great reminder to be like no it's still sunny and we're alive and there's lots of things and it's abundant and eat all the things and do all the dancing absolutely well i think that's the thing that i've certainly got from following the wheel of the year is that at every point it is the noticing it's that nudge towards mindfulness and presence and gratitude no matter what part of the year you're in yeah um, and it's just, yeah, we, we need that reminder as humans, don't we? Because we get busy and we forget. And it's the more nudges that we can have in the direction of look around us, look at the amount of green and the flowers and all the abundance that we have in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we'll be doing this year. And you'll be having an amazing time. Um, and actually putting, <laughs> putting your hands on somewhere sacred, which will be incredible. We will. With last time we, in the winter solstice, my son ended up in a little, like, impromptu drumming sack on oh, his little three-year-old. Amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, but, I mean, he also cried a lot because it was really cold. So, um, 
yeah we'll, we'll come back and see how that went next time <laughs> yeah well this time hopefully hopefully we'll have sun and laughter and lots of just just that lovely uh, energy will be amazing absolutely so we wish all of our listeners a very happy solstice absolutely and we'll see you again soon